Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my lovely co-pilots. I've got Green Bean to my this way and Matt to my that way. Matt, how you doing tonight? Doing all right. Uh, was a weird day yesterday as um, I was driving back from Chicago. I, I was doing my best Green Bean impression, 13 hours on the road. And uh, <laughs> my phone starts blowing up as I'm like an hour from New York. And my lovely girlfriend Taylor is like, I think something bad happened to the Jets. And I'm like, oh, shit, what happened? And it was, uh, well, we know what happened. So, yeah, weird, weird day yesterday. Oh, Green Bean, talk to me. How you doing? Oh, I'm all fucked up, man. I feel like I got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> this is no fun. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely brutal. Boys and girls in the chat, if you're hopping in, hit that like button on the way in. If you want to get entered to win a t-shirt at the end of the stream, all you got to do is go over to Twitter, retweet the stream. Uh, so I guess without further ado, we'll jump into the massive story of the day. Makai Becton out for the season with a busted up knee. Uh, my understanding is it's a like fractured patella. Is that uh, the correct term or is it another type of injury? I don't know. It's a chipped kneecap or something. Is that is that the right way to say what I just said? Is that like the real way? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Brutal, <laughs> brutal loss for the New York Jets. I mean, does this lend any credibility to the people that were pounding the table for like Icky or, uh, you know, Neil at the top of the draft? Matt, I'll I'll throw it to you first. Um. No, I feel like that's too revisionist history, which I hate. Like, uh, just going back in time and trying to, like, play the what-if game. Um, my take at the time was, before you signed Lakin Tomlinson, if you wanted to draft Icky and have him play guard and then figure out what you want to do in his second year, whether it be let George Fant go or if Mekhi Becton gets hurt, then have him slot it. Like, whatever, that was fine. But once Lakin Tomlinson mm. was signed... That took that need out of the question for me. I thought Makai did enough to earn the opportunity to, you know, have a chance to start, which is what he was in line to do for this team up until this injury. And it just sucks, man. I feel really bad for the kid. He, he worked hard. He obviously was in shape. Everyone saw the pictures. So, no, I don't think it's because he was too fat or whatever stupid storyline we're going to see in the comment sections here. I We know it. We know it's coming, but. It's just frustrating. It's I feel again, I feel bad for the guy. It's it's just one of those things. It sucks. Yeah, Green Bean, what's your take on this? Well, yeah, I mean it, it definitely sucks, man. And does it lend credibility? I guess I mean, look, you can say that it that it does. I mean, you can go all the way back to uh to the draft, you know. You could. I mean, hindsight is a beautiful thing. It it clarifies everything, but there are people that were concerned about the, you know, the injury potential. Now, Makai Becton wasn't an injury-prone guy. You know, he wasn't that way in college. He played 14 games uh, his rookie year. He had that 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 shoulder thing. So there wasn't really um, going into week one. It wasn't like he, this is an injury guy waiting to happen. But in in the draft, the term that everybody threw around was boom or bust, right? Like, this guy is going to be the fucking best thing that you ever seen, or he's going to bust because of his, uh, you know, the frame and not being able to hold uh, 370 pounds and all that jazz. 
and Joe Douglas took the swing and now we were happy about it. You know, I think during that draft, we were together. We all thought he would go worse. Not that we wanted that necessarily, but we thought mm-hmm. worse was considered the safer pick. Um, but, uh, you know, look, we can say all that. The, the truth is, is Mekhi Becton is an absolute stud when he's on the field. Uh, what happened last year messed him up. And a lot of people were concerned about that. I wasn't as concerned. Now, looking at this, I guess you could say I was wrong. And it is what it is. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, what Joe Douglas said kind of rings true now. He said a luxury today can be an emergency tomorrow or a necessity tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where we are. And it kind of sucks because we were, we were buzzing a little bit, Brian. We were buzzing up. We felt pretty good about a lot of things. And if Becton and Fant could have stayed healthy, uh, we had something here. So now we got to see what uh, what we got. I don't know how confident I am that, the, you know, with the McDermott and uh, the Adoga boys uh, coming in. That That's the tagline right now. They're all happy about their depth. Uh, I don't know if I feel the same way. I think we're going to see some new blood in the house pretty soon. Yeah, if they were confident about their depth, they wouldn't have had Brown in uh, this past Saturday. That That's, you know, a, a nice coach peak, and I understand – why they're doing it, but uh, even before the Becton injury, I thought it was critical that you signed Dwayne Brown uh, or a tackle similar to like a Morgan Moses deal that we brought in last year. Um, look, it sucks. I, I really do feel bad for Becton. You know, it's not something that he did. It's like he worked hard. He, he did all the right things. It's just a freak kind of accident. Even the hit didn't like look that bad, the, the block. Now, I think he they were saying he injured it on a drill just like two plays prior to what we saw. I think Samini had a retweet of it or something where he kind of came up a little limping and then it yeah. seemed like it just sort of gave out on that, uh, you know, that play that we all saw. So I don't think I would have changed my pick at the top of this draft, uh, kind of like what you guys are saying now going back to like the Becton draft itself, if you knew Fant was going to be as good of a left tackle as he was, you probably take Werfs anyway, but you're drafting your left tackle. You weren't planning to bank right. all your, you know, your young quarterback for the following year and your quarterback in, in Sam Darnold, who you needed to figure out on a swing tackle from Seattle. You weren't going to do that. So I, I think Becton, while the pick hurts, you know, overall, um, I don't think it necessarily, you know, would have gone a different direction at that point. And then this year with the whole Icky or Neil or Cross or whoever you kind of wanted to go with, I think it would have just been adding a strength to a strength, which, you know, it's not not to say that Becton couldn't have gotten hurt and Fant couldn't have regressed or anything like that. But bringing in someone like a Morgan Moses or bringing someone in like a Dwayne Brown this year, while like in conjunction drafting someone like they did in Mitchell is absolutely the right play that I I think they should have done. And I'm glad they, they did at least to this point. Um, and I like the allocation of resources. I think it was smart not to necessarily load like three years in a row of first round, you know, top 15 talent on the offensive line. That's a lot of resources to devote to one unit. If Joe Douglas is as good and as savvy as an offensive line scout as he is, no reason he has to spend first round picks across the board. And I'm not afraid with Dwayne Brown if they wind up pulling that trigger. Guy's going to be 37 years old at the end of this month. But you look at guys that Douglas has had already, someone like a Jason Peters in Philadelphia, who's like 38, 39, 40 at this point. 
Um, although I think he's on the Bears unless he retired. But I know he, he was with Philadelphia right up until his late 30s, playing at a really high level to the point where the guy they drafted like in the 20s, um, what the hell was his name? Andre something, I think. Um, the fact that he got kind of bumped out <laughs> by Jason Peters, uh, you know, look, the, the old guys can play. It's not a uh, sometimes experience might be a little bit better than than the youth in certain positions, but it's tough. Yeah. You know, Jason where do Peters we... is 40, isn't he? Isn't he? 40? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's still Andre playing. I'm pretty sure he was on the Browns last year. He was, uh, Bears. Or not I Browns. Think. Sorry, Bears. Oh, That's what I meant. Yeah, I think so. But the yeah, year before I mean, look, that, he was on the Eagles. Yeah, I you know, right. And Joe Douglas knows him and all that. Uh, I, I it's interesting, right? It's like uh, you know, even the Dwayne Brown thing. I would I wanted to see Dwayne Brown signed before Beckton went down. Like I I liked mm -hmm. the idea yeah. of having like, you know, he's 37 years old. He doesn't have to start, but you know if he has to, he can come in and 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 ball out for you. But now that we need the right tackle. I mean, there's a couple options. You could piss Fant off and stuff him back over there and just create a mess, or you're looking for a right tackle. Dwayne Brown, if I remember correctly, is not a right tackle. I mean, he's very mm. specifically a left tackle. 37 years old, switching, switching now might be a bad move. And like, there are guys that can do both, and there are guys that are going to be liabilities over there. So I, I look, I'd love to see Dwayne Brown brought in, but that's, I wouldn't like to see him brought in as the answer. Cause I think mm -hmm. it's going to be potentially a mess. You know, a guy like Jason Peters, he's played both sides. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I remember him playing both sides and uh, there's some other guys out there. Uh, the guy from Denver last year, what the hell's his name? Massey. I think there's a few guys out there. Um, but I don't know. Dwayne Brown, I think it sounds like a good idea, but I don't know if he's the right answer, man. I really don't. I heard a, a interesting trade rumor, not rumor, but just like, oh, what do you think we could do if we could get Roquan Smith and uh, the tackle from the Bears in one shot? You get both of them. You give up like someone like Corey Davis and like picks to try and facilitate that trade. Um, would be fascinating but I don't think I'm looking to trade heavy assets for Roquan Smith right now. No. No. No, same. Yeah, I, I mean, like him, but it's just, I don't know. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. It's, it's a rough situation. Like, how does this impact the rest of the offensive line? The best thing I can say is that, like, you know, maybe – because Becton was out last year, we saw a few more backup reps with Edoga and McDermott. But, you know, we had Moses. It's not like those guys were really starting uh, and seeing really meaningful reps. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you got to lean on the running game and the interior part of your line to try and help facilitate, yeah. you know, some, some uh, prevention of having the ears pinned back by the defense. Totally, totally. But what do you think? I mean, and you might have just said this. I was in the um, in the chat for a second, but uh, were you talking about maybe AVT can play tackle? You yeah, know what I mean, he is played that, left tackle is that, at uh, USC. I mean, is that like think about that as a solution? You have Nate Herbig, who was pretty good. Um, he's a pretty good young player. Uh, you know, is it would it be that big of a of a of an issue if we put AVT outside at tackle? and brought in, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, and moved in Nate Herbig mm -hmm. to,
to guard, would that be a better situation than maybe taking a left tackle that's older and switching him to mm-hmm. the right side and then, or even Chuma, Ido- excuse me, even Chuma Idoga. Um, I, you know, again, I mean, we're starting to tinker with a lot of things, but ABT just moved from left guard to the right side anyway. Maybe mm-hmm. he's our tackle. I mean, what do you think of that? Yeah, it's not a bad thought. I, I think he was projected as a guard at the NFL level for a reason, and I, I don't know if I want to necessarily screw with that, especially because right. we've seen sort of what happens with the weak guard position. And it's not that, like, tackle's not as important, but I think maybe, you know, you might be able to get by a little bit more with someone like an Edoga or, you know, insert free agent player that you're bringing in. Uh, plus a tight end on the side and maybe just help chip some of those edge rushers. And you and at least it's on like the right side where Zach can see the pressure coming at him. Like that's almost a saving grace in this whole thing. Um, I don't know, Matt, what do you think? I'm just a little bit worried about, like I know AVT can play tackle, but I get worried about moving him outside. And then like, what's the plan long-term? Is he going to be tackle forever then? Or like next year, is he going to move into guard? If you draft the tackle at that point, I kind of want to get him in a role and kind of have him just chill out there. Like I like his versatility, but at the same time, I feel like it's a curse because he's going to be asked to do everything. And like, I just want to get this guy comfortable in a role. I think it's enough moving him from the left side to the right side. Now we're going to change his position too. I think in a pinch, like in game, if that were to happen and someone needs to come in and play tackle, I'd be okay with it. But for like the plan for a full season, I don't know how much I love that. Yeah. I mean, that it's scary, right? Because then like, you know, then we're going into year three with AVT and we're going to put him at right guard and he, and he still hasn't played it. He's going into his, his third year in the league and, and we have met his third separate position. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's kind of spooky, but you know, look, honestly, how how would you feel about Brandon Shell? I mean, we know he can play. What was his PFF grade? I I just looked this up earlier today. I was tinkering around. What? Uh, let me see. Uh, he's a sixty-seven. How's that, Matt? Is that good? <laughs> it's not not Ever? terrible. I mean, it's it's not anything to write home about. But it depends on his you know pass blocking. I guess I feel like the run right. blocking he, is going to be there. Yeah, he had one penalty in three sacks and five hundred and fifty snaps. So I don't know why he didn't play the full. You know the full 900 to 1200 snaps. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe the, their offense, uh, I, I don't know if he was injured. Like I said, I didn't really dig in, but we know like having a guy come on that we know can at least play right tackle at an NFL level, maybe not the best, but you can scheme around that stuff. Kind of like what you were saying, Ryan, you know, it's like focusing on the running game and, you know, and like taking away that ability for defensive ends to, to pin their ears back and just and just you know go for your quarterback, uh, maybe stopping you know slowing them down with the running game and screens and all that kind of stuff. You can scheme around a slight de- you know deficiency if the guy can play. It's when they can't play when they suck that then they just you know I, I you know I think Brandon Shell might be a decent option. Yeah, that's interesting. Bring him back in. I saw a uh, a tweet today. I think it might have been Samini too talking about how you know, the zone blocking scheme sort of lends itself to the sum of all parts is greater than the individual piece. So that might be something that, you know, sort of helps us this year. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Guys in the chat, I put up a poll question. How do you solve offensive tackle? Uh, The four things I put up there, an internal candidate, a trade, free agent, or the draft. So I'll keep that up. 
see how you guys are feeling about it. We've got about 100 votes right now. If you're just hopping in, drop a like, retweet the stream if you want to get into uh, the t-shirt giveaway, and uh, let us know how you would solve the, uh, the Becton being out for the season problem. Travis, one of our members, says, I believe we can still have a good season. Go Jets. Yeah, I think we can still have a good season. I don't think losing yeah. Becton like submarines the whole season, but I, you know, it's, it sucks. Cause I think the sky high potential of the line and of where the team could possibly be, uh, is definitely shortened at this point. Um, so a little, little frustrating there. Josh Scott hops in says Connor Hughes of all people praised Makai today and talked about how good he looked for camp. Fans need to chill. These players are people too. Yes. There was a little bit of me that was slightly, Slightly felt bad about releasing the little short that I released today. Uh, I had Peter Griffin with the uh, the Family Guy. Ooh, that was, like that, that was funny. That I was, was good, I, dude. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> like, regardless minute, of the injury like it, or not. It was funny because for the first 15, 20 seconds of it, I, I wasn't following you. I was like, what is this? You know, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah, Ryan doing? And <laughs> then when it fell... Dude, I was like, oh my God, this is this has layers of comedy in it. This is good. This yeah, is good. I, had some, good. I had a few people upset <laughs> with me, but I saw a, a few people liked it, so I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised. But yeah, look, I, fans got on Becton for the weight and things like that. Like, I get it. Fans will be fans. We're fanatics for a reason. Um, but no one wants to see a guy get hurt, and no one wants to see a guy like, you know, he's going to be losing a ton of money because of this. Because not even just like this season. Like there's no way the Jets are going to exercise his fifth year option at this point after missing no. two years in a row. So we're going to roll into next year either, you know, with him as like a hopeful player that you may have to franchise in 2024. Um, or they could potentially look to move him as part of a package for a team that, you know, maybe they want to give up. A, I don't know what you get for him, a third or fourth round pick, maybe if a team's gambling on upside, but you know, it's rough. This guy, this is a career threatening injury. Yeah. Chip Patella. That's a, that's a bad one. Yeah. And um, the thing is too, like with a chipped Patella, I mean, look, there's, there's lots of uh, validation for the guys who were, uh, you know, really crying for and crying is the wrong word, but hoping for a tackle or wanting to push Becton aside, obviously because he's out, right? The, the, the end of the line is, He's out just like they feared, but at the same time, you know, chipping your kneecap doesn't come from being fat. Doesn't, you know, it's not out of shape, like something, you know, it's a bone fracture, you know, so mm -hmm. on a kneecap, it's not a, a, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like something that seems like another freak thing that just sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I don't know. It's really upsetting. It really is. I saw a, a message earlier today and i don't i didn't like check the validity of it so some, like chat let me know if this is right or wrong but in makai's first year with the jets with sam darnold um was that the was that the mono year that sam or was becked in the year after the mono year after year after so i think mono was 2019 becton was 2020 yeah so what I heard was Sam Darnold played more snaps in 2019, even missing five games due to mono, than Becton played his rookie year, which feels wrong. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. 
Uh, so chat, you can let me know if that's actual accuracy uh, or not. Uh, what else we got? Jet Show hops in, says, hey, Matt, can you gain a few pounds for our right tackle spot? A few. I need like a hundy. <laughs> no, yeah. we don't want you looking like Makai. We want <laughs> you to a nice fit four, five <laughs> speed 40 or whatever you had with the... Uh... I like... <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm comfortable with the six four unathletic two twenty five. I'm living right in that range, and that's hope where <laughs> I'm hoping to stay. Uh, what else we got in here? Who's up next? Greg. Greg says one injury doesn't destroy our season. Look at this team. Well, will be fine. Uh, have faith, folks. Greg, we got our fingers crossed. Hundred and ten percent. That's the hope. I don't think it's submarines a season. I think it just uh, it clips our wings just a little bit. I think that's that's fair to uh, to say. Yeah, and uh, it and it sucks. It's like it's just yeah. There's there's been a lot there there's been a lot of energy around this particular player too. So that's that adds to it. I think you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, Austin Berry. I'm going to get to your uh, first comment in just a second. I'm going to throw in salty teacher dropping a $10 ship chat uh, says PFF rated our offensive line. Number 11 overall at the end of the year without Makai Becton. Interesting. But that was with and Morgan Moses. Right. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, That's a big the, uh, difference. Yeah. yeah kind of a, kind of a major piece to the whole puzzle, I guess. Um, let's it, it, it's going to be fun to see preseason though. Like what? All right. So, Let's say that they really are happy with the progress of Chuma Edoga on the I think Chuma was slated for the right side and Max Mitchell. They drafted him in the fourth round. Technically mm -hmm. not considered an immediate starter, but I mean, mm -hmm. maybe they want to see these guys in actual preseason action before they make a move. What if they feel like uh, they have him on the on the roster already? Is that going to spook everybody? Yeah, that would be an interesting move if they like. They roll out. I think they said starters are going to play one quarter uh, in the first preseason game. So then you're going to see what I would hope. I don't necessarily want to see Flacco in there. I'd like to see a ton of reps from Mike White. Like, let's showcase yeah. Mike White. Let's showcase Mims. Let's make them look as good as possible because those guys could be trade chips for someone we may want. Not to mention you get to see Mitchell and Edoga and all those guys kind of perform uh, with quality players as well. Yeah, I think we're not going to see very much of Joe Flacco. I would expect to see a lot of Mike White, and I think that's the guy you can flip for a pick. Then you could then potentially, if need be, flip that pick for a player. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Austin Berry says he has an avulsion knee fracture. Uh, sorry, an avulsion kneecap fracture. That was part of his uh, second part of his super chat. Uh, he says... I had the same injury in the military. It's an extremely awkward and painful injury. Shuts down the whole leg. Prayers for Makai Becton. Uh, Austin, let us know in the chat. And Matt and Greenbean, let me know if you see it in the chat. Uh, are you able to recover from this? Is this like a career ender, Austin? Like, are you still dealing with pain from that? And how long ago did you do this? Um, I'm just interested to kind of see where that, where that sort of lands. Uh, Edward Ziff says what is Dwayne Brown's asking price I don't know how much do you think uh, a left tackle that made the Pro Bowl just last year is worth right like the Jets have eight million dollars in salary cap space right now roughly so 
I don't think he's going to take like that little, but what you could do is you can make it a three-year contract with 16 million guaranteed or 15 million guaranteed or whatever it is. And it's all guaranteed like in year one, but it's spread out over the course of the three years. So then you kind of eat some salary cap the next few seasons. Um, you know, it's an option. I don't know. Greenbean, what do you think Dwayne Brown's asking price might be? Well, I think there's some credence to the idea that the price went up. You know what I mean? Um, with the fact that we, you know, Connor McDermott went down, uh, you know, not as severe, but he went down in the green and white, and then you lose your starting left tackle. So I think his price went up with the perceived desperation. Um, that said, I mean, he's still out there. So, I mean, I don't know what they could be asking, you know, what he could be asking. Uh, you know, we got Morgan Moses at a similar time frame for $3.5 million uh, last year. So signing Dwayne Brown, he's 37. Um, I, I can't see it being, I can't see Joe Douglas paying, you know, over five, six, mm -hmm. even in this situation. So if his asking price is higher than that, I don't think he'll be a jet could be wrong. Yeah. But yeah. Douglas I, isn't a guy that wants to forego future cap for success right now. But I, I think, would you do like, well, let's say one year at like eight nine million i feel like that's probably i, yeah, I think I, I would do it at that point even though you're gonna have to cut somebody you, you cut somebody you free up that space i think it's worth it to get someone who is a quality starting offensive tackle in here yeah, yeah think, and well i was gonna say and is dwayne brown does dwayne brown really solve our problems i i i think there's an argument to say no he doesn't so how much are you willing he wants to, to do yeah it depends if he wants to play right tackle or not Right. And then there's the whole thing with Fant. I mean, look, if you're going to go mm -hmm. to Fant and you're and you're going to say, hey, buddy, uh, we got an issue. Sit down. We want to have a chat. You know, they better have a contract on the table, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, here's what it is. We're going to give you your left tackle money. You're going to play right tackle for a year. But we got you for the next three or four. Um, mm -hmm. And then you'll go back to left tackle when we X, Y and Z next year or whatever. Um, trying mm -hmm. to get him to switch, I think, is going to be. Uh, it, a st sticky situation. And the truth is he's not as good at right tackle, right? So that's one thing. True. You sign Dwayne mm -hmm. Brown and you push Fant to right side. Technically, that's a solution. But mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a good one. And I also don't know if Dwayne Brown at right tackle is a good one. Again, he's not 27. He's 37. Played left tackle his, her, his whole career. Mm -hmm. You know, so asking him to switch now, I don't know. You pay him $8 million to do it. I mean, look, Joe Douglas gave Khalil $8 million. But he had a whole shitload of money in the coffer, too. That's true. Yeah. Do you think there's anything to, like, the, oh, Khalil burnt me uh, the last time I did this? Like, maybe I don't go with Brown. <laughs> like, may maybe he's thinking a little, like, thinking twice about it. And then we're at the green-white scrimmage. And then you see, like, McDermott go down. It's like, all right, that asking price just went up. And then Kai goes down. It's like, oh, asking price just went up again. Might be an internal yeah, maybe. kind of guy. Maybe. You know, it, it's interesting, man. I mean, the, the free agents that are left, you got Eric Fisher... Um, you have obviously Dwayne Brown, you have Brandon Shell, who is a right tackle. You got Jason Peters, who seems to be just never aging, right? He's 40 years old and he played well. His PFF was 77.5 last year. Yeah, he's uh, while, he gave gave up six sacks though. How the hell is he? I, I don't know what a PFF. <laughs> their logic eludes me sometimes. Um, but you got uh, Daryl Williams is still out there. He played for the Bills last year. Bobby Bobby Massey, that's who it is. 
from the Broncos. So you have some some options, but I mean, are, are they really better than seeing what Max Mitchell just fucking thrown him in the fire, you know, or Chuma Idoga, who's been in the NFL for four years. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't know. Is it, that's the thing. How much are you willing to pay for a, a scenario that doesn't guarantee the fix? You know, where does your line, like if you have somebody that's going to come in, let's say hypothetically you make a trade and they cost 10 million, but it fixes it. And you're like, then you got, then you're cool with it. But how, where's the line when you don't know if it's really going to actually fix the scenario that you're in? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. For me, if we can get through this year, I think I'm keeping my eye on the Orlando Brown situation in Kansas City because he got franchised this year. If there's a situation where the Chiefs do not franchise tag him a second time and they can't work a contract out, I'm throwing the bag at him. Like, if you can snatch him away, like, that solves your problem. He's 26 or 7 years old right away. And he's played left yeah. and right tackle. That's positional flexibility coming from the Ravens, too. That's totally, true. and uh, and Joe Douglas already has a pretty good trade uh, background with the with the Chiefs. Last year he got uh, LDT or LTD. Mm -hmm. What the hell is this? LTD for uh, for nothing? Got him for free. Yeah. So maybe maybe we can pull it off. Yeah, we helped them get Tyree uh, get more for Tyree Kill too. There you go. Right, a, very good right? point, Ryan. Maybe one hand maybe washes another. That's right. Maybe that was just what they were working on. The Jets never wanted Tyree. Kill Joe Douglas and, uh, yeah. and the Chiefs were just fiddling around to make the Miami <laughs> Dolphins pay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll send you Denzel Mims and uh, someone else to let us pay Orlando Brown after yeah. their Super Bowl run this year. <laughs> right? and, and we'll give you Connor McDermott. Perfect. And. See? Throw There's it in. Cherry on top. Right. <laughs> then you can uh, cut him and give him back. Kevin C drops in and says, I never thought Becton would make it 17 games. JD, in my honest opinion, put too much trust in his pick. That said, it's better it happens now rather than early October. Yeah, that is true. You know, beginning part of training camp, haven't had a, uh, a preseason game yet. You can try all your internal candidates out. Maybe there's someone that shakes free towards the end of camp too. You might want to, you know, wait a little bit. The value in getting a free agent in is obviously they get these three games to evaluate said player. So that's that's probably the direction I'd want to go. And based on the the poll in the comment section, uh, you're seeing 62% of people are saying free agent is the route they'd like to go. 27% say trade, 6% uh, say draft, and 5% say internal. So there's clearly no one really loving on the internal candidates uh, for the New York Jets. Uh, Andrew Yale comes in. Says, hey, fellas, love Becton and the work he was putting in, but truthfully, how much did you guys believe we would have had a full season from him? I think you look at the the way the Jets were approaching this offseason anyway and how they approached last year, because they had Fant, they had Becton last year, and they're like, hey, let's go out and get Morgan Moses. This year, they had Fant, they had Becton, who were both off the pup list and were starting and playing, and then they have, you know, Dwayne Brown in for a visit. So clearly they were not as comfortable uh, either. And I don't think they believed, whether it be Becton or Fant, that they would get a full 17 games from both their tackles either way. Um, so I do think there was probably a little bit of uh, hedging their bets at that point. Uh, Soy Class Act says, the answer to all our problems is to move back to New York. 
the answer to all our oh move <laughs> move the jets back to new york yeah yeah i guess right why not yeah why not that helps garrett says max mitchell will surprise first team <laughs> reps already i didn't know that i saw them uh i thought i saw tweets today saying that chuma idoga was starting at right tackle matt have you seen uh, anything more than that no i saw chuma uh today and uh supposedly had a false start well, he's Brutal. nervous, Matt. He's not. Yeah. Depth perception. The depth perception is different. <laughs> yeah. From practice <laughs> to MetLife, right? I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah. That's brutal. That's, that's weird. The, that's got to be the worst. Uh, not the worst, but it's one of the worst lines. It's like, oh, you know, we had some drops in the green and white scrimmage because of the depth perception on playing on a field. Look, you practice on that field all the time and you play in this stadium all the time. Are you telling me that's why we've had drops the last few years? Get the hell out of here. Let's start practicing in the stadium. Yeah, the stadium is weird. That's all. That's been the problem. It's just weird there. Move Crazy. back to New York. Maybe that former super chat was right. Build us a stadium <laughs> with no depth perception issues, man. What is this? Timmy comes in and says, on a personal level, I feel horrible for the kid. As a fan, I can't say I'm overly concerned that his production can't be replaced, uh, replicated via trade or a vet. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we're all at, where, you know, the sky high potential of Becton and, you know, the human aspect of it. You feel bad for the guy, you know, obviously worked hard, but became a first round pick. Uh, fought back from injury this past offseason. I, I hope I wish him the best. I hope he comes back strong. But as a Jet fan, uh, I don't think there's any way you can lean on Becton in any sort of future capacity. I think anything you get from him at this point is is bonus uh, moving forward. Uh, the Jet Show comes in says, "Can we beg LDT to come back?" I think he's playing in. The Canadian Football League, if I'm not mistaken, the CFL. Is he? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's where he wound up going right now. Let's take but that. I would love, I wouldn't mind bringing him back, playing right guard, and then sliding AVT if they think he can play tackle at the NFL level. That's an interesting thought. Um, but I also like Herbig he is. too. Herbig is a is an interesting player for us. Wait a minute. It says no. He's a free agent. He's not. He's not playing, Ryan. Does doesn't look like LDT. Well, I think he said he's going to go to be a doctor again, didn't he? Uh, maybe. I would thought doctor. What I know. He would have yeah, been a good pretty... resigning. Yeah, I would have liked to to bring him back. I understand why they didn't, but it just I don't know. Uh, Andrew Yale says, "Who's watching One Jet's Drive after this? So pumped! Is there an episode dropping tonight? Is that what's going on? Apparently, at the same yeah. time as us." Yeah. Right, I think you're right. It happens right when we right when we go live. I think. Ah, man! If we couldn't, if we didn't get demonetized for like showing stuff, we could do like a watch party of us watching it with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it. That'd be pretty fun. Um, let's see. Joe. Joe comes in says, "With the NFL XFL alliance, do you ever see a future where NFL teams would trade players with XFL teams?" Yeah, I absolutely do. I think, X, well, really? not trade. I don't think you'd necessarily trade NFL caliber players. Like it's probably talking like maybe, hey, we've got a, you know, a practice squad guy and you have someone that we think is a little more developed. You know, maybe you see something like that. But I think it would be almost like a minor league system where it's like, hey, we're going to call this guy up. Uh, maybe they get like contracts with certain teams and it's like, okay, if there's, you know, eight teams across the league, maybe each uh, division sends four players to like each or four it would be like the patriots the bills the dolphins the jets or however you want to break it down make up 
one of the XFL teams using their like practice squad players and like players that are trying to be on the team. It's almost like a, like a scout team. Um, maybe you wouldn't want to do it with division rivals. Like maybe you have to go out of division for that, but still interesting. Matt, what do you think about this uh, NFL XFL Alliance stuff? Um, I, I'm, I don't know how that would, work. I know you just explained it, but my, like my brain couldn't comprehend how that could like it. <laughs> I don't want the, the jets and the Patriots guys playing together, you know? Like, what if they share war stories and they're giving all away our, our, our plays? I don't like that. I don't like it either. I'm with Matt. I've so, now made my decision. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's like, maybe you're playing with opposite conference teams in some capacity. Maybe that's how it has to work. I don't know. I don't understand how it would work. Other people are smarter than me can figure this out. Yeah, right. Uh, Brian. Brian hops in, says, not a fluke directly related to last year's injury it's the mpfl ligament that ruptured and pulled off the chip of bone should have had sx last year should have had i'm gonna assume that's sure can't even speak surgery that's kind of where i was going with that should have had surgery last year um interesting did he not have surgery? a ligament can pull bone off the bone i didn't know that that's scary. I, I, I could barely walk and chew gum at the same time. You think I'm going to figure out this bone and ligament issue? No way. Is Brian a, is Brian a, a medical guy? I mean, it sounds like it for a second here, doesn't he? That sounds pretty smart. I don't, I've never heard of the MPFL ligament. Maybe it's the my patella for ligaments. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of that ligament. Um, who knows? Steven. Steven hops in, says... Should Zach take snaps with Edoga starting Friday? Shades of Sanchez with backups in the Snoopy game have me worried. It was uh, was it six sacks today? Oh man, was there a lot of sacks? Is that what wound up happening? Oh, well, I'm sure teeing off. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. But I, I don't know. Sanchez was going into what year five. Uh, Wilson's going into year two. I think he needs every snap opportunity that he can get. Yeah, he's also a lot more mobile. Not that Sanchez wasn't mobile, but I think he's a lot more athletic than Sanchez was. And I think he can get out of harm's way. Uh, and I think if you're Robert Sala and Michael LaFleur, I'm going to Zach and saying, Hey, if you feel pressure from your front, spike the ball, do not try it. <laughs> do not attempt to get any kind of hit, uh, right there. I'd be very, very upset with that. Kyle Ormsby drops in, says, sad to say, but we did it without Becton last year. You think Joe Douglas will go for an O tackle in next year's draft or keep Becton around for the remainder of the contract so if i were joe douglas i would probably hold on to becton for another year because we're gonna even if we bring in or draft a tackle in the offseason you're gonna want a backup in some capacity anyway so a cheap becton on his fourth year is probably worth holding on to because if the guy looks incredible maybe a franchise tag him and if you don't trust him you you trade him in some package there i think you wind up losing value by just you know cutting him right off the bat uh, at the very least you hold him through camp and if he you know doesn't prove to be healthy or or whatever's going on and you want to release him towards the end of training camp then maybe you do that now as far as next year's draft i'm not gonna lie i was really banking 
on not needing to go tackle high in next year's draft. I thought Beckton was going to be the guy, and I thought Fant was at the worst going to get franchise tagged and come back next year. But man, I... I don't know. I My first swing, I think, would probably be see what happens with Orlando Brown. That would be the, I think, step one for me. And then after that, then you see, you know, what other free agent tackles there are. But then you'd probably have to look high in the draft. I mean, it's first, second round at the latest. I don't think you're going later than second round if you're trying to get a starting offensive tackle. Greenbean, what are you thinking? Um, I'm so, I wasn't listening, and I apologize. I'm sorry. It's How are you solving tackle? Is it a, a free agent, a draft pick? Uh, I'm I'm really I I have to say I'm at a loss. Like I I'm I'm I equally consider each thing. Like at any given moment, I feel like okay, this is the solution. You know what I mean? Like I think, mm-hmm. hey man, let's let's just. Uh, Let's go to battle. Let's give our Chuma Idogas and Max Mitchells of the world a real competition. You guys play your balls off for the next you know month uh, going into the season, and uh, maybe somebody pops up out of that, you know. Or you can wait till cuts. There's all those things, you know. All guys pop up all the time. Guys that you loved in the draft. Some teams trying to stash them on the practice squad or whatever. You can do that. It happens all the time. Or I'm thinking, hey, man, just bite the bullet. I was talking to somebody in the chat for a second. They're talking about Roquan Smith uh, from the Bears. He's unhappy. And it's like, yeah, well, what do you got to give up? Do you just, like, if you really like a tackle that's available via trade, do you give a first-round pick or or something like that? Like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, so I got to say, it's so early in the process. I'm really unsure, but I think... What will happen is Joe Douglas right now. I think Joe Douglas will sign someone and we'll see either that free agent play right tackle or maybe a Max Mitchell. That's what I think. It's kind of spooky. Nicholas George, the King comes in, says line, Michael Clemens at right tackle and tell him not to let Zach see the dirt. He will protect him. Michael Clemens could do anything when he does pushups. The earth moves. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, that's right. Why not? He's a D-end. He's used to pushing people around. That would be an interesting move. Like, what if they're like, yo, JFM, you think you can play tackle? <laughs> like, you can play D-end and D-tackle. So, like, dude, let's give you a how, how funny would it be? Remember how stupid that question was in the presser? Have you ever, has anybody ever tried to put you at tackle? Imagine he just goes, coach, I could do it. And they start Michael Clemens. Let's go. Michael Clemens for the win. Right. You know, and I want to, I'm talking with, uh, talking Jets with Tigo in the chat. And he's saying mm-hmm. that most of those sacks today came from the inside. They weren't like, you know, we, we put it, uh, Idogo or Mitchell in and they got burned all day. That was actually interior pressure at Quinn and Williams. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. Like when you first hear that, at least me, I thought, Jesus, we put these guys in and they're getting toasted right off the bat by Zuniga, who's got 19 sacks got- in this uh, this <laughs> training camp. Uh, but it's not, ag- it's not yesterday ag- or today. He, he Zuniga's yeah. been doing he had- relatively well for Damn what I thought he was going to be doing. He knows this is it, boy. This is it. <laughs> this is yeah. it for you. It is exciting to see Quinnen have the type of training camp that he's having right now because he's beating up our strength on the offensive line. Pro Bowl, left guard, you know, McGovern and AVT, that's the strength of that O-line. So for him to dominate it, it's not like he's going up against scrubs. This is no Greg Van Roten or LDT type of uh, 
line we got going. Uh, Rube. It's almost like Robert, which would mean you could be Bob as well, which means this could this name could be Boob, which is great. Uh, thank you for the super chat. He says, I'm surprised you guys aren't considering, t considering Tunsil or Titus Howard. Uh, oh. What are you going to have to give up? That's really the thing. The Texans have, what, three first-round picks plus all their picks now because of the Watson trade? Like, are you... I'm not trying to give up a first-round pick for any player because I'd rather just draft a cheap tackle at that point. Um, but if Tunsil could be had for a second, I'd probably do it. How has Titus Howard played? I remember when they drafted Titus... In my opinion, they overdrafted Titus Howard by quite a stretch. Um, but I liked him. I mean, I haven't, I haven't kept up with his career though. Anybody know how's, how, how, how's he, how's he doing? Is he, is he any good? He started yeah, know? the last two yeah. years for them, apparently. Yeah. I don't know All anything right. about how either one's doing. I know Tunsil was kind of considered on the trading block with the, with the Texans. So, you know, it depends what they want for him, right? A first round pick yeah. for me is, is not what I want to give up. Right. You know? second and mims or something like that sure why not high upside player and a draft pick yeah i mean sure. he's such a stud laramie tunsil uh the that's the guy that uh rebuilt the uh, dolphins that's you yeah. know they gave all those picks the titans titans i'm sorry the texans gave all those picks but he's still great um anyway titus howard it says he gave up two sacks pff has him at a 51.4 Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't sound good 40th overall tackle but i don't know that would be interesting if you can get him for like a fourth or so you know i don't i don't know if that's even realistic but if you could throw a third or a fourth and get yeah. a titus howard that would be interesting yeah 40th overall too the way pff ranks that that's left and right tackles combined so that's you know like a 20th level ish player if you're averaging it out two tackles a team that sort of thing yeah um, not too bad sneakers to boots says uh why are the Jets so complicated? Shell back? This is what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Brandon could. Shell coming back. Why not? You know what? Why I mean, it's not? it's not like, right, that's not a, you know, earth-shattering move, but it's pretty simple. You know what I mean? He's a decent, uh, let's just call him an average right tackle at, at an NFL level, and, you, you know, you keep an Uzoma over there to chip with him and you just kind of take care of the spot but you know he can play simple he's a right tackle so remember that uh that player i was talking about about how joe douglas when he was in uh, philadelphia and they had jason peters after they had just drafted andre dillard well dom c drops in and says andre dillard <laughs> joe douglas was yeah. there when they when they drafted him hey I don't know. I haven't followed his career, so I really I don't know how he's playing or progressing at all. But if Joe Douglas liked him as the VP of player personnel in Philadelphia and he could be had for a, a later round pick, he's got to be in the last year of his deal, I would think. Yeah, Dom just put out an article on my website um, and Andre Andre Dillard. He was talking about swing tackles. What's our swing tackle solution? But it's even more relevant now. Um, mm -hmm. Now that Beckton's gone down, but Andre Dillard, he does a really good breakdown on wh why Andre Dillard would or wouldn't be a good fit for us. But that would be, what do you think Andre Dillard's going to cost though? I don't think it would cost a whole lot. Yeah. I think it'd be one of those like bargain type draft picks, but I don't know how their tackle situation looks like, is he their starter or is he like kind of 
you know, on the way out, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Drew Fletcher becomes the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. Thank you, dude, for joining the channel. Hey. Check out your new emojis. Let's see some of the uh, the fun ones because Matt wasn't here last week, so he didn't get to see all the uh, the fun words we can make. Oh, Matt, yes. this is going to get interesting. <laughs> it's, wait till you see the chat. I added, I switched out some I stuff. There's wait. a sauce bottle, and then there's a few other letters that we can use. I'm excited. Uh, Pat Dunn. What up, Pat? <laughs> I saw one. <laughs> <laughs> wait, some people got really creative <laughs> and started using uh, the JETS with the green bean and like the sauce bottle, and it, you'll see it. Oh, uh, this is. Uh, nice. Pat Dunn says, we just need league average right tackle play. The O-line isn't going to magically unzip. Everyone needs to chill. Love Milfs, Milfs, bro. <laughs> uh, there's some funny ones in there. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Pat. Completely agree. I think there's no reason to panic just yet. I think it's fair to be like, upset because of you're basically wasting your number 11 overall pick that's that's what happened that draft class now that this has happened and and mims is kind of where he's at in the pecking order and where i believe p ryan's probably going to be and where i think ashton davis is going to be like if you had told me ashton davis or not ashton davis that zuniga might be like the second best player in that draft class to like bryce hall i'd i'd be a little upset <laughs> right now um I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Steven comes in. Steven says, Ryan, the only thing that was more burnt than Edoga today is your face. Do you oh. not use sunscreen? I normally use sunscreen. I went to Jets camp and got cooked. And then today, Becca and I were down. We were down in LBI. We came back today. And uh, we're like, oh, we're going to take shade to the beach. We'll take some pictures. It was too windy last night. Let's go in the morning real quick. We'll take a picture and then we'll be out. Well, that real quick will be out turned into like two hours of sitting on the beach. And, uh, you know, I was okay. under an umbrella, but I'm uh, I'm going to hurt myself. That's like, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I got to start getting better with the sunscreen game. Uh, Knob Craft. <laughs> Mark Riss says, Gase sits on sauce. <laughs> Knob Craft says, MILFs love fists. <laughs> oh, God. Ridiculous stuff. Finster drops in, says, Undercover in Jag's fan page, fans are not happy with camp. Uh, interesting. I'm curious to see what winds up happening with the Jaguars because Travis Etienne's back. How does Trayvon Walker perform as the number one overall pick? I don't know. As far as things can go, the Jets have had a relatively decent training camp. Minus this, like, big injury. Matt, any, uh, you know, insight on how maybe Jags fans might be feeling with their maybe not-so-great camp, from what Vinster's saying? Um, I, I would assume that would suck. Um, I, I don't like when you hear the negative Jets stories, so, um... Yeah, it, I can't imagine that being very fun. I feel like it would be similar to Chicago Bears camp because I feel like everyone wants out of the Chicago Bears, so don't love that. Yeah, I, I was watching uh, something the other day or reading something the other day, not so much Chicago-based. I mean, I guess Roquan Smith wants to get out, but 
I think, uh, what was it? It was Kareem Hunt was looking to get traded from the Browns, depending on what happens with uh, yeah. Watson. Goodell came out today, too, and said they want to give Watson at least a one-year suspension. Love hearing that. Yeah, Whack him for 18 be. games. Screw that guy. Sorry. Um, I was muted. I was trying to talk. Ryan, what, <laughs> what did Goodell say? Goodell said he wants to suspend Watson for at least a year. I saw that oh, wow. come through the Twitter feed today. Yeah. You know, that's he said what, right? what he did. His actions were egregious and predatory, I believe, were the terms that they used. Wow, man. Yeah, I mean, look, if there's proof of wrongdoing, then I agree. I mean, fuck, man. They're, they have all the information. It'd be, uh, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about uh, Brissette, though? Is he, I mean, the team is stacked. Can Brissette be scary for us? I don't know. I, I like Brissette. I think it's a really good backup option. I think if you're a Browns fan, you're probably looking at the Jets game with Brissette and saying, we can win that game. I think that's how they're viewing us right now, especially since they have the easiest schedule in like the first six games. If, if his suspension winds up only being the six, I don't know. I don't, I think we can win that game. I definitely do. I don't, I'm not like fearful of Brissett, but I do think Cleveland probably feels not overly worried. Maybe like they could lean on their running game. If they have Chubb and hunt, running the ball they don't need to rely on Brissett quite so much true yeah oh god i i just uh the preseason game is this weekend right friday friday yeah I Se is seven o'clock i think it's seven o'clock i just want to see sure. football i want to watch our jets this left tackle thing freaks me out man because i was feeling so good i was so ready for a seven win season you know what i mean seven eight nine wins uh, and it's still possible, but especially when you look at things like the Deshaun Watson scenario, they they threw the AFC North at us up front, top mm -hmm. top chunk of the damn schedule. And the fact that we, you could have, you know, a Deshaun Watson removed from the game and then you get to Pittsburgh, who's usually a juggernaut, fourth game of either Trubisky or uh, or Pickett. You know what I mean? Like we have some chances there, man. If we're if we're rolling, if we're looking like we can actually put this thing together a little bit, we might come out of there with a few wins. That's what I'm. You know, I want to be excited for this, guys. That's what I want. Yeah, I think you can still be excited. I think what we were trying to get out of Becton this year was obviously you know all pro top eleven pick tackle play, but I think you know just seeing serviceable starter and healthy through the whole season would have been sufficient for a lot of jet fans. Um, the fact that we were able to do, you know, what we did to an extent this year or this past year without him, you know, probably makes you feel a little more comfortable, even though you're without Morgan Moses, you gain Lake and Tomlinson. So like that could be still a net positive depending on who's brought in. King Choice comes in and says, we have, we have to move on from 77 after this year. We can't keep these highs and lows as Jet fans anymore. Reliability over projected talent. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where the whole 2020 draft went. Like, 
you drafted Becton based on freakish upside. You know, his right. his combine was awesome. His 40 was awesome. Um, Mims had crazy high upside. Ashton Davis, really high, what we believe would have been a really high RAS score. He was he was hurt, so he actually didn't, you know, perform at the combine. Zuniga, really high RAS score. So you banked on a lot of upside. Bryce Hall, high upside guy that was just injured. Um, yeah, look, reliability. The best of a best ability is availability in the NFL. And Becton just hasn't been available, no matter how you slice it. You know, and this this was a bad one. The whole that did not look like a bad block or a bad rep. Um, like it's not like he twisted his leg the wrong way. Like this was a weird injury. And it just seems like something's always popping up. And I don't know if this is going to be something that he can recover from. Like, do, is he going to come through camp next year? Or is the roster spot so much more valuable than, you know, what we might be able to get from Mekhi Becton? Someone way smarter than me is going to have to answer that question. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Like, when you think mm. back to, you know, when you think back to the draft, like like you said, I mean, Mekhi Becton had, I mean, dude, he's a mauler. And you have to remember, too, okay? We got to remember this. That was Joe Douglas's first ever draft pick. Okay, it's his mm -hmm. first ever draft pick, and he has a, a a completely different staff running a completely different scheme, and and everything going on. I would venture to to say that Joe Douglas probably learned quite a lesson with Mackay Becton. As supportive as you can, the guy on the field, it's undeniable. His talent is undeniable. No one can say that he wasn't dominating uh, his rookie year, and that. The uh, that the the idea of bringing that onto a team would be exciting, especially if he fits what you're doing at that time with Adam Gase and and uh, I forget the damn um, the offensive line coach. He's just slipping my mind. Um, but like, especially if they're really you know excited about what he can you know bring to their particular system. But I think the, that there's probably a lesson in here, which is when you have two guys and one guy is safe and they're kind of equal, you know, there's ups and downs, and, but one guy's safe and one guy's not, maybe you don't swing so hard for the fences and you take the single. You know what I mean? Maybe you just take mm -hmm. the single. And I think Joe Douglas might learn that. That was his first draft ever. You know, yeah, we got to remember the height. that. He saw the height, he saw the weight, he saw the speed, and he got excited. I can understand that. Yep. I don't think it's necessarily the wrong decision, especially if Werfs was projected and played at right tackle and you knew you were either going to have to protect Sam or draft a quarterback the following year and you're going to want to have him protected. Having the biggest guy out there that has the highest upside, I, I get it. You know, all three of us were calling for Werfs at the time, but that's not, you know, not necessarily a, a bad thought process at all. No, uh, we were excited, right? We were excited about it. I mean, the truth, we would have been ha excited about Werfs too, but we were excited that we finally had a GM. Let's not remember where we were, okay? Mm -hmm. We had GMs that literally took the wrong position, like way out in mm -hmm. outer space, wrong position. Like you need wide receivers and offensive line and they grab a safety. Like that's the kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he actually went for the left tackle was good enough for us at that point. We were like, oh, my mm -hmm. God. And then he took a wide receiver in the second. We couldn't believe it. Holy shit. Something actually makes sense. Even on the ground floor makes sense. So, like, that's where we were coming from at that point. You know, hindsight, sure. Worse was clearly the pick <laughs> at, at the way it looks right now.
But you can understand it when you go back and put your head in the mind space of that situation that day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Uh, Austin Berry says, I have rheumatoid arthritis in that knee. It happened 10 years ago. Might be hard coming back from Matt and Green Bean. Owe me my $5, a shirt, or an Air 5, LOL. Um, why, why are you? Well, I'll, I'll pay you two fifty if Mac, but why, what do, why do we, how do we, let's do this. Austin, Austin Berry, uh, he was the one that, that came in talking <laughs> about the knee in the military. That was the, uh, that was uh, him. And he had, he had the uh, same injury. I think that's, I think I'm right on that. But how did I, being a gambling addict who hasn't gambled in 17 years, how do I, how did I lose a bet, Matt? How did that happen? I, I think Austin know. gets into the t-shirt giveaway for his medical expertise. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think you that's go, completely fair. Yeah. See? I'd love to make good, game. but I don't gamble. There you go. Thank you, Ryan. That's a good solution. <laughs> See, I thought so. Uh, Lame Cactus, celebrating 19 months of being a member, uh, says, hashtag Big Bust will be out of the league in two years. I don't want to see that. I want to see him fight back, even if it's not with the Jets. I'd like to see him come back and, and play well. I never want to see anyone's career cut short. Um, but I... I would, if I was a gambling man, I would be saying there's no way he's on this team beyond next year. Um, uh, Beckton? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what, though? I would say that definitely not considered starter, but keeping Beckton around through his contract to just as, as a second string, mm -hmm. why not? You already got to pay him. Can you hit a player like Becton with the original round tender and have it be cheaper than the first round tender? Or is that like not allowed? Like, can you not do that? Like, cause you got your first round tender, you got your second round tender and then it's original round tender after that. I mean, I guess you could hit him with him. Can you do a first round tender? Or is that, that's only restricted free agents, I guess. Right. But he hasn't played that many games. He might actually be a restricted free agent. Yeah, I'm not Could sure. Could that work like that? Huh. huh. Guys in the chat, if anyone knows how restricted free agency works, I don't know if first, like if you decline his fifth year option, you might, huh. huh. I would like oh, to no. know that. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, Darrell Revis comes in, says, people should cool out on Watson. None of this came out until he wanted out of Houston. We all know it. Come on. The guy was a model citizen before then. What happened to innocent until proven guilty? So it's 25 they, fucking women. Come on. Yeah. Screw this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like there's Man. no, no two ways around it. I believe it's far more likely that 24 or 26 women are telling the truth yeah. than it is that 24 or 26 women from four different States are all like, magically not yeah. flubbing it up along the way. And not to mention he settled with all of them. And like, right. so there's like that. if he, he was innocent, all. he could have fought this tooth and nail. And there was plenty of right. stuff that came out. Those, the, there were messages, there were, you know, conversations that were had. And then, you know, the, the judge even said the NFL proved that this guy's behavior was predatory. And, yeah. you know, He's since there wasn't a precedent for it, he got six games. And that's why the NFL appealed it. And that's why Goodell came out and said he wants to give him more than a year suspension. 
And this is, look, yeah. I wanted Watson. I would have given up three first yeah. round picks to get Watson prior to this happening. So for yeah, me to do a complete 180 on this is like, you know, after one accusation, I was like, all right, that doesn't look good. Like, that's weird. Like, I would hold off, see what's going on. Then like three, it's like, ah, that doesn't look great either. 25? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. If it was right. one, Crazy. maybe you could make that case, but 25? Yeah, yeah no, that's... Sure. And, and let's not forget, we felt the same way he says in Model Citizen. I, dude, I said the same thing. Like, Watson was squeaky clean uh, mm -hmm. before all this, you know? But I felt the same way about literally my favorite comedian of all time, Bill Cosby. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Said He was, I mean, come on. The guy was the model of, like, the father in America. I mean, you know, and look look what he was doing the whole time. You know, yeah, so... he was the pudding pop that, guy. He's fucking pudding pops. He had the he had the kid with you know he had the show with the kids. He would have would the kids say the darndest things. He was like yeah, great he was show. the most trusted voice in like in uh, you know in in like family entertainment for three decades. And it, you know it's like look we don't know we don't know everything. There's been enough to come out like even this judge that said seven games or whatever it was the seven game suspension. She said there was evidence of sexual assault yeah you know what i mean that was just her recommendation so i mean look we're out here we don't know but we're just looking at what's going on the truth is that if he did any of that stuff he should pay for it and if mm -hmm. he didn't then it, you know that then it sucks but again like you said ryan why is he paying everybody off you know what i mean if he really didn't mm -hmm. do it say screw you bring some proof man you know, i didn't do anything to anybody so real quick, sidetrack, then I want to jump back to this. Talking Jets with Tigo uh, says, the original round tender can only be used on third to seventh round picks because the original round tender works as a first or second round, uh, but for the round player that was drafted. So th that makes sense. I just wasn't sure if you could like word it as like original round tender. But since he's been so injured, you know, maybe it, it I don't know. That makes sense. Uh, Jim Pox says, why the hell didn't he get a massage at the Texans facility? No happy ending. Uh, so... Yeah. This is something to to take note of. These star athletes, they have like one, maybe two people or maybe one person in like each city that might know how to work on their body from a rehabilitation standpoint. Like you don't trust anyone, let alone like 60 women or whatever he wound up having flown into Houston. Yeah. Not to mention the Browns put it in his damn contract that he had to get massages from team doctors only. Well, you don't that was the, the judge said that. Was that the judge that said it? The judge, yeah. The judge. It, it was a big. Oh, he's a big that's enough right. threat that the judge put in that he could only get massages from the team doctor. So what does what that? What does it tell yeah, you? Yeah. That tells me that he that there that there is fear that he's going to do it again. Like that's what that tells me. Not to mention they they moved all his money around to be able to get him out of trouble this year. And they knew like, oh, there's a suspension coming. Like, we'll protect your money. What happened with the Browns, they flirted with Deshaun Watson the same way the Jets flirted with Peyton Manning. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to go to Atlanta. I'm not going to the Browns. Well, the Jets panicked when Peyton Manning said he wasn't coming to the Jets. And we threw a big contract at Sanchez. Same thing happened yeah. with Deshaun. Baker Mayfield got pissed off. The Browns were like, oh, man. Baker's not going to play for us now. We got to throw the bag at Watson, whatever he wants. And that's what happened. They made a deal with the devil, and they're going to get burned for it. Or at least I hope that's what happens. Yeah, and Hawks in the chat saying, I don't know if this is 100% accurate. I'm just saying what he said. He said, none of the women actually had massage licenses. Is that is that accurate? 
That would really be damning evidence right there. Getting massages from uh, ladies who, I don't, I don't know. That feels wrong. Yeah, I, I'm I know not, a lot of them were like, in, he found them through Instagram, but I don't, I don't think that's right. I feel like we would have heard that and it would have been more of like, a, what are these women doing doing that? Like, I feel like that would almost help Watson's case to a weird, slimy extent. Although I guess not, right? Because if they weren't massage therapists, then he's clearly after something else. Oh, I see. You know what? I was I was hearing that through the other lens. So you're saying that if they didn't, if they weren't even massage people, massage therapists, yeah. and they were kind of, they were maybe like baiting they, him they into could, it almost. Right. They couldn't claim that he was doing something outside of what they expected. That's it. Yeah. Because that's what they were doing. But it's still prostitution. And as far as the NFL goes, oh yeah, that's that's outside of their conduct policy unless they allow prostitution in the cba did they did did they add that to the cba <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that would be an interesting uh interesting house okay yeah we'll uh we we get to keep the franchise tag but you guys are allowed to have prostitutes totally allowed right all right Only what do you team, guys think we got some interesting for you right yeah we got a new wrinkle we think you're gonna love it yeah <laughs> steven Crazy comes in says debrickishaw ferguson only missed one snap in 10 years for a trick play is sorely missed beckton fool me once fool me twice plus rookie game uh rookie year games missed yeah steven i think we're all kind of on that same boat this was makai beckton's yeah. last chance to to stay healthy totally. and play well throughout the entire yep. season and i think if even if he had played say 12 games and was hurt for five of them I think we'd we'd probably still be having a similar conversation where he's unreliable you can't give him the bag and like you know, at least at this point, you kind of rip the Band-Aid off of it. I mean, not, right. not a great way, you wanna, guess, but... You want to hear something funny, though? And this was yes. in the chat. I, I forget I forget who said it in the chat. Forgive me. Uh, I, I, it was funny. Um, DeBrickishaw Ferguson is actually still two years younger than one of the guys we're talking about, uh, uh, Jason Peters, and he's only a year older than Dwayne Brown. So <laughs> could you imagine we call up the Brickishaw Ferguson? We're like, hey, yeah, we were going to induct you to the Ring of Honor during the Patriot game on October 30th. But like, what if you just came back and played <laughs> like we'll give yeah, you how we'll, about that? we'll give you Dwayne Brown money to like yeah. play with us. We'll throw the bag at you. You come back and you help <laughs> us out. We need you. We're calling you in. The coach is calling you in, Brick. We'll bring it's only been eight <laughs> years, right? That's it. Eight years. <laughs> but isn't that just like us too? Like, I, look, and there's still Jets fans out there that that never liked to break a Shaw Ferguson. You know, it, it blows my mind. But but I, you know, but it is what it is. But even when we do get a tackle like that, we get our guy. He doesn't miss a snap. He's at bare minimum uh, an above average left tackle, and he only plays for ten years on the button. Just decides, nope, that's enough mm -hmm. for me. Goodbye. We don't get 15. We don't get 14. You know what I mean? Come on. So I think stinky. he saw Geno Smith and everything where it's going. They probably saw the GM and they're like, McCagnan, <laughs> right. this guy doesn't get it. Let's get out of yeah. here. Him and, him, and, him and Mangold are like, yeah, let's go out together. <laughs> they were going to try and get them to take less money. Their final contract years were coming up. I think if we had a competent GM and we had a decent quarterback, we'd probably extend the careers of both those guys. I know Mangold yeah, is starting he, to get a little banged up towards the end of his career. He was. Yeah, they I, watched the the. I'm sorry, go on, Matt, please. I was I might be stealing your thunder here, Greenbeam, but I was gonna say, wasn't it the concussion movie that made Debrickashaw Ferguson retire? Oh, maybe. Oh, I, didn't I don't know. know. That. I don't know. I thought. Interesting. Uh, now, 
if someone in the chat can correct me, but I'm almost positive the rumor was at the time that like Debrickashaw Ferguson's mom or wife or someone came out of that movie crying. Uh, they saw it together and then he retired after that. Um, again, this is a long time ago now, but um, he did retire early and um, it was around the same time that, uh, oh my God, what's his name? The wide receiver on the Lions. Oh, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, Calvin Johnson retired around that same time at like around the same age too. So um, interesting. I saw someone, uh, Maximilian, in the chat says, does anyone know how much of Becton's contract is guaranteed? Uh, so we can cut him after this season with no dead cap. So we'd gain, we'd gain about $6 million back. Interesting. I think that's how that's working. Dead money and cap savings. No, it's all guaranteed. Sorry, that's wrong. First round contracts are always guaranteed. So it'd be a $5 million cap hit. So there's no cap savings next year. So you basically want to keep him or move on from him at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not so prohibitive, though, that you wouldn't, if you want if you want the roster spot. You know, if yeah, you have zero was, confidence left, that that's not so prohibitive. I mean, Joe Douglas is used to paying for people who aren't playing for him. Well, so the Jets no. next year, right now, I don't think they'd do it. So let's say they so they have eight point nine million dollars in salary cap space right now is what over the cap states. Now that's without, you know, maybe some other signings and stuff that may have happened over the last few days. Um and we only have ten million in twenty twenty three. So let's say we roll that all over twenty million. It's gonna cost us about ten to sign our draft class. I don't know if we're gonna eat five to get rid of Becton. I think he may be hanging around a little bit, but we're also going to gain back money from cutting CJ Mosley. That's going to wind up being a pretty big, uh, let's see if we cut, let's see. Is that right? Is that say, where am I looking? Cap space, jets, calculator, 2023. Yeah, we could save 15 million just from cutting CJ Mosley. Uh, if for some reason Lawson didn't work out, you could save 15 million from him. You got 10 from Corey Davis. John Franklin Myers would be 11.2 if you wanted to move on from him. Lake and Tomlinson's 8.8. And not you. You don't really want to cut these guys, but I mean, you, you could. Real realistically, you cut CJ, and possibly Corey Davis if things click the right way. And now you're sitting somewhere around 40 million dollars in salary cap space. Interesting. Potential. You know, uh, some guy brings up an interesting point. Maybe the fact that um, Becton is hurt is actually bad to sign Dwayne Brown because at 37, he doesn't even want to start. He's like, oh, I want oh, to maybe. be a backup and sit around. I don't want this shit. I'm out. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that would have been interesting. That's a weird way to have that go. <laughs> I, I was hoping I would only have to play in the five games Becton missed. Yeah, I'd go that entire season. I, yeah, I wanted $8 million to hang out. That's what I wanted. I'll lift weights. <laughs> uh, King Choice says, after watching episode four of the Jets series, I have faith that Joe will be working the phones, but what's taking so long for him to sign Dwayne Brown? I think, you know, I'm sure after everything that's gone on uh, with Becton and then McDermott getting hurt, I think he probably saw Brown and Brown was like, hey, Price just went up and 
I would think Douglas probably doesn't love that. And he's, I'm sure he's talking with Brown. It's like, hey, look, this is where we're at. This is what we can offer you. I'm going to look somewhere else. Once we look somewhere else, this offer is off the table. So I don't know where right. else you're looking to go. This is what we can allocate towards you. And I think there's kind of that stalemate. I think it's kind of what you saw with, um, oh, uh, Quan, Quan Alexander. I think it's almost the same-ish type of situation, only we didn't lose a, a linebacker there. But I think you get toward, get to a certain point, and you're like, mm, I, I might have to sign. And getting in before mm. camp is the smarter move. Yep. Um, Brian Dolan says, what up, guys? Been a while, Green Bean. Brian Dolan's our buddy from uh, yeah, Br yeah, Brian, he says he's 6'2", 305. What's up, Brian? Get on in Brian, there. Brian, get on the field. What the, the hell, hell is this? Bro? Why are you asking me to put on 100 pounds? We could have Brian get on there, <laughs> Right, he's ready to <laughs> go. Size. Let's go. Suit him up. He's, he's Mark ready to go. comes in potential Roquan Smith trade to the Jets. What you think? I I like it, but what are you giving up? Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not looking to give up a crazy ton for uh, for a linebacker. Yep. Not ideally. Matt, would you give up anything for a linebacker? Like, what would what would be your offer? I don't know if I could... Like, what's a fair offer? I don't want to give up a first-round pick for him. Like, was that what they're going to be looking for? He's 25 Probably, I mean, years old. He's young. In his prime. He's good, but I, I just don't know if I want to be giving that kind of asset for an off-ball linebacker, you know? Yeah, this might be a top 10 first. Like, that, this might be the pick that, like, solves left tackle or right tackle, potentially. Like, yeah, right. Correct. I'm not trading right. my—I'm not trading that for a linebacker. I don't but care. But what's the deal with him? What's the problem up there in, in Chicago? Is that why don't they want him? Why don't they want to pay him? Why well, is he they, upset? They want him. Ryan Pace is trying to sign him to an extension. But apparently he doesn't want to be there. Why oh, I'm not like too sure. Yeah, I wonder if it's a Justin Fields thing. Like maybe he doesn't believe in the future of where the team's going, mm -hmm. or maybe he just doesn't like Chicago. I thought it was like a good story with him going there. I thought that was like part of his whole thing. And like, I don't know. He's a good player. I like him. Yeah. But he that's a player that's a team like, you know, a team that's going for a Super Bowl that knows their pick is going to be in the late you know mid to late twenties. Then you give up that type of pick. I don't know if we're at that point. If we have a season like, if we're absolutely slaying it, like we're we're sitting there seven and two heading into the bye. Although I guess the trade deadline's after what week six. I'm not trading for Roquan Smith. No. Yeah, I mean, look, dude. You know, we have. Uh, I mean, we have priorities. You know what I mean? There are priorities. I think, sadly to say, suddenly. We have uh, our priorities have shifted to tackle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Any money that you have laying around or, you know, you got to try to see what you can do there first. Yeah. It, honestly, even before the Becton injury, I'd say our priorities should be tackle anyway because of Zach. Like, and the, the injury concerns to begin with. Like, I, for me, linebacker getting Quan Alexander was great. Him, William, CJ. At the end of the year, you go to CJ, you say, hey, renegotiate your contract or we're we're cutting you. If he says no, you cut him and then you you draft a guy high or you you sign someone. Yep. I don't know. I don't I don't want to make a trade for a linebacker at this point. Sumo says at this point, overpaying Brown wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't necessarily want to overpay, but I'm fine with like 
you know, if he was looking for five and now he wants seven or eight, and that's just what the Jets got left in the piggy bank for the year, like Matt said earlier, I, I think I'm fine with sure. that. I think Zach's development is so much more important than the three or four million dollars that you're maybe overpaying him. Uh, I think it's that's worth it. But I do think there's they're not trying to go like twelve million plus for this guy at, at this point in his career and at this point in the offseason too. Right. Yeah. Oh. It's uh, it's amazing. But I mean, I, I think like if you have some weird opportunity to go and get like a younger starting caliber right tackle that whatever the scenario is, it's just it's it's possible. And you know that he will be the, you know, the long-term answer at right tackle. You can consider, you know, you can consider a high yeah. draft pick. Like, let's say it's a four-year mm. starter. He's never missed games with injury. Some, somebody like mm. that. You can consider it. But any kind of, you know, patchwork panic stuff, you don't give that stuff away. You you deal with it. And you, you, know, you, and you try to find a serviceable option. You use the tight end. You know, whatever it is you have to do schematically. Uh, and you bring in some guys for the price that you can and all that. But you first round picks are serious. But if yep. you can find a, uh, you know, a guy who can be your long term starter, then, hey, and you, and you can do that, then, then then you have to consider it, I would think. Yeah, I think it sucks that you can't renegotiate contracts with franchise tag players because Orlando Brown is someone at this point where if the Chiefs were like, hey, We'll move you for a first round pick. I would consider knocking on that door at this point. It would, that's it would be, I was going to say that's different though. Cause that like Greenbean says, that's filling the need for a long time. That's not a patchwork yeah. issue, but you're, but you're also talking still possibly giving up a top 10 pick and not having a cheap rookie contract, but you have a guy that you think is the guy and has played both, both positions. So it, it is solving the problem. I think I don't know if he signed his franchise tag. If he doesn't sign the franchise tag, is he allowed to renegotiate with another team? Or once you get slapped with a tag, I know once you sign it, you can't renegotiate. That's an interesting question too. Chat, let me know. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. Hmm. That would be interesting to know. Like, well, I guess they can't trade him because he's not under contract, right? So he'd probably have to sign his franchise tag in order to be traded. Or we sign him to a deal and give up two firsts. I think that's how that would have to work. Right? Franchise tag, give up picks. That would yeah, suck. you have to. Right. I don't know. What do you, what do you give up for Tevin Jenkins? Isn't he considered like a problem up there in Chicago? I don't isn't, know. Isn't I, I really don't know much about him. I was going to say, I think like, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily looking to do this, but if you were to trade for him, I think that would be like a Mims, Tevin Jenkins swap, like an our problem for your problem kind of thing and see if the new destination helps with that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that's, if there is a problem like that, then yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. Like Mims, to me, I want to showcase him as best as possible. Same with Mike White. See what you can get for these guys. Like, Mims is a luxury at this point. He's clearly frustrated. He wants to have the opportunity to start, and I don't know if he's going to be able to earn it with the stable of back like receivers we got. White, I mean, if he can look really good and he we get a second round pick for him or a third round pick for him, that would be awesome. More ammo yeah. in the bank. 
I don't know. I I still, uh, you know, look, I just clearly got burned by Becton, but I still believe Mims is a, is an NFL stud. So I'd, I'd hate to see us do that. I mean, look, if you have to pull something together, just like Matt said, like an, an R, you know, we Mims is an issue here. It's weird, right? They mm-hmm. Maybe it's fabricated by the staff not being able to figure it out. You know, who knows what the reason is, but it's like, it seems like an obstacle here that he has to overcome. If you can get rid of that, um, somebody that you're really not all that keen on using and you can bring in a, you know, an, a, a, a solution to one of your issues, then you got to consider that. But Tevin Jenkins, just look at, he only played 160 snaps last year. So is that doesn't sound awesome. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it I love Mims. Issue? I, Mims is my favorite jet. I've come to that conclusion. Why? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I love it. <laughs> I want him to be like a baller because ideally if you could, if he can be what Corey Davis is, he's way cheaper, but Corey Davis's contract isn't really like prohibitive, you know, $12 million for a wide receiver at this point when a guy's like getting close to 30 now, like for top end wide receiver contracts, 12 million looks like a drop in the bucket, but Mims is so cheap. It's even more. Yeah. I mean, it just, right. That's, that's the really beneficial thing is that, you know, Mims is so cheap that it, it gives this staff the time, like there's no urgency to like move on from him. Uh, even Mm -hmm. if he's the bottom end of the roster in their eyes, it gives him that opportunity to work through that stuff and make it. So, Hey dude, you know, you got to play me. Like I block. Well, I, I, uh, you know, I, I catch the ball and all the stuff I, you know, like you make it like, so, so they have to pay attention to you. And the contract enables him to have that time because you're really not worried about it. I mean, what is what is he? Two million this year, Ryan? Do you know? Mims? Um, yeah, what is the second is... second round pick? Let me see. I got him right here. You're, all right. He you're, is... you're, you're gonna do it. Yeah. So he's he's one point five million this year. He's one point seven million next year. Dirt oh. cheap. Yeah, come on. Dirt. I mean shit. Quan Alexander money. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. But then like, even uh, like worst case scenario, say that's what wide receiver five and like with some upside. I don't yeah. Know, rather right. like you don't want to get rid of Mims really. Unless you're yeah. getting and like get, a, a right, high. Well, right. so it would be like if you're trading Mims for someone who you believe might be a starting caliber tackle, you know, that's, I think that's a different story. Uh, Mark Cottage says Orlando Brown Jr. If he doesn't resign with the Chiefs or draft, I would go Brown first. Brown, luckily, since free agency happens first, throw the bag at him. Yeah, go out and pay him. If he shakes free from the Chiefs, absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. And you get yeah, right. You make the call, right, Ryan? You make the call and go, hey, mm-hmm. dude, what do you got over there? What do you What do you need? You want to get rid of the problem? I'll send you Beckton. I'll send you four tackles and a pick. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah, like maybe they franchise tag him next year and we say, hey, look, we want to pay him. We'll send you Becton. This is this is a throw in. So you have some, you know, maybe some upside there. I don't know. I would I would look at him more so as a free agent. I'm hoping they just don't tag him again, because that's you got to think the second franchise tag for him has got to be through the roof. It's got to be 120 percent of the previous one, I think. I think that's how that works. Yeah, Lee's Um, here. What's up, Ali? Ali. What's good, dude? He's in tears. You're not the only one, dude. I know. You're definitely uh, not. 
Sumo says, I agree, Ryan. I think J- Joe Douglas will figure it out. He will. He's no yeah, dummy. Yeah. A lot of people have been talking about the Andre Dillard connection with the Eagles and Joe Douglas being there when he was selected. If he likes him, I'm all about it. Yeah, it's just weird. Like Dillard was was drafted to be the replacement for Jason Peters right away, and and he couldn't mm-hmm. beat him. And then they they made the choice to move on. And I believe, if I remember correctly, Jason Peters' first year outside of the Eagles, he actually outplayed Dillard too. So there's there's something there. Like again, why don't they want him? You know, that's my. It's always my thing. Like why? Why is this guy so, available? I'm looking at his. Uh, over the cap. So if traded, he's a $4 million cap hit. He's in the final year of his contract. Now, I don't know who else they have on their uh, roster. And I don't know how many games he played. So it looks like over the cap has this valuation stat thing that's really cool. I guess it works in conjunction with pro football focus and money based on position and, you know, other guys at your position. His valuation, because he's on his rookie deal, was, you know, $3 million. His average, he played at about a $2 million threshold, but he had four games above that green line with three of which being in the like 14 to $17 million a year range. Weeks three, four, and five, he played out of his mind. But then there was a sharp drop that went down to 4 million. Then it went down to one, two, and then zero the rest of the year. So I don't know if he got benched, he got hurt. I don't know what happened with him. But if he has that type of upside and he has the last year of his deal, if he's not projected to be the starting guy over there, I'd throw a mid-round pick at him. Why not? Well, Fourth round pick, this is one that of those, gets it done? Well, sure. Right. You know, And Ryan, this is one of those scenarios. As you guys know, I am a big fan of Bryce Hall. But Bryce Hall is, a, is at a very premium position. And teams... Dude, there's a lot lot of teams that could use that. I mean, that's a premium position, and he has already shown at an NFL level that he can play well. And, you know, he's he's young, man. So, I mean, he's another one. Like, everybody just goes right to Mims and stuff, too. And I'm not lobbying for one or the other, but we do have some players that are on the outside of the initial starting roster that could be very valuable to other teams uh, to try to get one of these tackles that might seem expensive, like Bryce Hall and uh, and a late round pick or something like that. Uh, I don't, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think the Eagles even need um, uh, cornerbacks, if I remember correctly. But just as an example, um, yeah, he could be Slay another guy and... that we throw in. Yeah, there's got to be someone out there. There's probably going to be players that shake loose once we get cut down season two like we're high enough in the pecking order on the waiver wire i mean we're at number four Mm -hmm. so there's there what was there there was only one tackle taken ahead of us is that right because it went walker who's the second pick because the what's his face the corner from lsu went one pick ahead of us who was two hutchinson hutchinson was two so all the tackles were there so i guess in theory one of those teams if they needed a tackle could take one but I would think at fourth overall, the Jets are going to have some opportunities here to to pick up some players. Yeah. Mm. Brian Dolan. <laughs> Why is Matt so mm. quiet tonight? Ryan, hat and sunscreen. I had a hat on. I was mm. under an umbrella. I didn't wear sunscreen, though. I was hoodwinked. I was told we were going to be at the beach for a little bit, taking a picture. 
That didn't yeah. work out. I, I just, I'm Irish. you know what? I used SPF 100 this weekend. I'm not Ooh. afraid to admit that. Um, I know that some will say that's so embarrassing if you use SPF 100. So it's don't not embarrassing. Around, it's just how do you get Elmer's glue off you? That's like, that's got to be thick. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a pasty yeah, substance. Like. 50s rough. Listen, man, 50, 50s thick, but this thing, I I was at an outdoor festival for three days this weekend and no sunburn. Yeah. So it, it obviously Amazing. worked. Amazing. Right. It to obviously worked. Wow, you look great. For being three days in in, in, in festival sun, Matt, no lie, dude, I'm impressed. SPF 100 it is. Does it, man? I went to Jets camp, and I was looking at, I went through, like, the Jets shop, and I was like, ooh, one of those big grass straw hat kind of things was there with, like, a jet line inside. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I thought back to my dad wearing that on a tractor, going around that, you know, mowing the lawn, and I used to make fun of him. Like, oh, it's such a silly hat. Why would you do that? Now I'm a dad, and I'm looking at the hat, and I'm like, maybe I should buy that. <laughs> so yeah. That's something that happens oh, when yeah. you get to 32 years old. You're like, oh, yeah. Big straw hat. I could rock that mowing the lawn right on the zero turn. Hell, yeah. Ain't nothing I have wrong a with great it. big straw hat. I love yeah? it. Yeah? Want me to get it? Yeah, it absolutely. I, I want to see it. I want to see a straw that's hat. That's great. Yeah, hell, yeah. <laughs> You know what? I've made my decision. I want Eric Fisher. That's what I want. Yeah. Thank is he you. still out there? Or is he? he is. Uh, hmm. He's out there. Was he man. most recently with the Chiefs? Was that his last stop? No, he played for the Colts. Yeah, it's all hmm. Chiefs and Colts. Let me look at his P. I don't know how many snaps or anything he played. Hold on. Eric Fisher. Let's see here. Let's see what we've got. Played 874 snaps. He had eight penalties and seven sacks. Not great. Not no. great. Was he? He was left tackle though, wasn't he? Fisher. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If right tackle. Right tackle. Right tackle with Zach is interesting because he can sort of see it out of his peripherals, but I also would rather him almost not see it because that might impact him more than like the blindside shot. Even though he's more like he'd you know, be likely more to get hurt, prone to like jump out of the box, jump, yeah, like to run like, out of the pocket too quick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right. I couldn't find it, but I'll get a picture of it. It's it's fire. Love. <laughs> Steven says, "Sign Bobby Massey." Yeah, DJ I like says, "How Massey. old is Fisher? Fisher is thirty-one." Oh, that's a good hat. That is that the American flag underneath it? Love it. Yes, it is. That's, I think that's the same. I think that's the jet hat, but they just put a different thing on the bottom of it. Looks exactly yeah. the same. Love I love it. that thing. It's a great looking hat. Yeah. I missed it. How the hell did I miss it? Hang on, I'll get it back up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me see this thing. You won't get sunburned for the rest of your life if you wear this thing. <laughs> oh great yeah, hat. Was that dude, the, totally. that was this weekend? Then. I'm assuming this was the uh, the festival. That was one of the. This was actually a Jones Beach tailgate show um love me some jones beach who'd you see that was uh skinnered back in june leonard skinner i haven't been to nikon stadium in like oh god it's got to be five years i i don't know if the last one i went to was warp tour or lincoln park one of the two okay Um, lincoln that's a fun stadium to to see a concert at the fog coming off the water 
Oh, it's the one of my favorites. Like 10, 15 minutes from me. That's it's. Oh, no oh really? That's where you are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude, I'd it's... see I'd see concerts there all the time. Oh, yeah. Multiple it's times a good... summer. I saw uh, who did I see? Who the fuck? One Republic. I went, my, my mom wanted to see One Republic. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go. I don't give a shit. It's a great place to see a show. And then I'm seeing Chris yeah. Stapleton at the end of August there. So looking oh, forward nice. to it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, the last one I saw there, I actually had backstage and everything, was Barry Gibb a couple of years ago. Ooh. Jones Beach. Go. I've seen a few shows there. I, I love it there, too. Such a cool place. In the middle of nowhere. I think I saw, I saw Lincoln Park and I think it was Soundgarden. Pretty sure. That was a good show. Okay. R.I.P. Chester. Um, what else we got going on? Rye. It's a good name. Uh, it says, personally, what I think is going to happen is the Jets are going to shop Becton. Nobody's going to bite, and we're going to cut him and fix it in the draft. So we were just looking at Becton's contract. Becton's contract, we'd be eating $5 million to cut him. So for me, I would rather showcase him next year if possible and hope you can get anything for him so you don't have to eat the contract. Because even if you get a conditional seventh for someone, then at least you're not eating the deal. Like you're saving yourself $5 million in salary cap space. And that might be worth holding on to to that point. Unless you feel so strongly about player 90 on your roster going into training camp. I don't know. I I don't think I would cut him. I don't I wouldn't plan for him to be on the team next year or at least just starting or any type yeah, of I, helpful capacity, but I don't think I'd cut him. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think it it helps, you know what I mean? I mean, look, you do get the roster spot, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, but like the money's still there and like you have a guy with I mean, if you just keep him on the sidelines, you know, you IR him, so then you can get the obviously this year um, but then you just let him get healthy without all the pressure and everything. Mm-hmm. He comes in whatever pace he works at, and you keep him around for depth, and and you you know you solve the problem, but you just keep him around. I mean, if he stays healthy, having him as your number two at either mm-hmm. side, I mean, he could mm-hmm. be a swing. You sure. know, again, yeah. health is he's the fast issue with too. This guy. Like it's he's not he's pretty quick for his size. Like you you could swing tackle him. Rye follows totally. his super chat up uh, with his member super chat. And he says, I wouldn't showcase him. He's going to get hurt again. I mean, look, if you can get someone to bite, like if you're thinking you're going to cut him, I would, and you're not going to showcase him, then I would just try to get a conditional seventh. And then at least like, it's like, hey, if he makes your roster, you give us a seventh round pick. If he doesn't, then we just save the money. You might have to eat salary cap on that to try and facilitate that type of deal. Like that's kind of where you're at with Becton at this point. Side note, Rye, your, uh, your picture down there, looks like edward norton from it does. Uh, it's like a sims version of edward norton yeah, <laughs> Unless it it's does. like some kind of video game that maybe that is supposed to be edward norton i don't know pretty funny though uh pooch guy pooch guy says unbelievably frustrating joe douglas hasn't made a move yet also the right tackle from the chiefs wants a new deal make a big boy play for him so Pooch Guy, that's what we were kind of talking about earlier, but he's on the franchise tag. So two things. One, yes, you have to pay for him and you'd have to trade for him. But two, since he's on that franchise tag, you can't actually sign him to an extension until after the season, which means you have to, at the very least, franchise tag him, which 
I think since it's the player getting franchise tagged and he gets tagged again, I don't think it matters on the team. I think you would be giving him 120% of like the top five players at his position or whatever the franchise tag is at this point. So you're starting contract negotiations at that point. Like I would rather roll the dice, wait, like not give up the pick, wait to the off season, try to bring him in. Like just, you can make it known as Joe Douglas, like, Hey, we're looking to solve our tackle problem. Like, we're going to make someone highly paid. Like you don't have to say it to him, but if he shakes free, he's going to he guarantee his agent's going to call Joe Douglas first. We were in on Joe Tooney. Like they're, yeah. they're we're absolutely like looking for, for offensive line. Joe Douglas isn't afraid to spend money there. I just hope we pay George Fant first before we get to that point. Yeah. I mean that, and that all depends on how they really feel about him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, he's 30 granted, you know, we hear the whole, the, you know, the old story he's, he started late, so he doesn't have mm -hmm. the same wear and tear as a normal 30 year old, but his body's still 30. So they might be, you know, a little less willing to give him what he wants. What if he wants, you know, $18 million a year in a four year contract or something like that. So it's mm -hmm. going to be interesting, but I'm, I'm, I tend to lean toward what you're saying though. It's like, before we freak out and start bringing all these guys in and overpaying, how about we lock up the one guy that's been good for us? For the past couple of years and pay them that's that's my thought but there's got to be a reason why it's not done yet yeah i th i think they were trying to use it as i don't know i don't understand why they wouldn't maybe it's like hey prove it you did it one year do it again i think he's i think he's primed for a franchise tag and then if he has a good year this year they'll negotiate him to try and give him a deal you know maybe a three-year deal but we'll franchise tag him to make sure he doesn't walk I think that might be the direction they're going. Yeah, I don't love right. franchise and tagging players. Like, I, I feel like it puts a bad like you're you're negotiating from a point of like hostility almost. It, it does tend to it it does tend to feel that way. You know what I mean? It's it's not what they hope. I mean, they're still getting top money for that mm -hmm. year, but I don't think that they. It's not it's not a warm fuzzy feeling. Even though you're getting you know paid handsomely, the mm -hmm. the lack of security is not favorable and it does it, it kind of it it can sour relationships and um you know something else what the hell was i just gonna say shit ah, forget it i lost it okay brian dolan oh Yo, you got it? you remember it no no, gone. no no i'm gone <laughs> brian totally says gone. <laughs> uh jd needs to throw all the money left at defensive back asap picture the fry meme shut up and take my money uh if idoga or Connor are protecting Zach, he'll die. <laughs> DB. He must have meant O tackle. Can't mean DB. Well, DB Unless is, he's trolling. Is, uh, oh, Brown Dwayne Brown. Is DB. <laughs> there we yeah. go. I was like, wait, what the heck? Okay, that makes sense. Shut up and take my money. Brian Dolan, yeah. confusing the hell out of me. Makes sense. But what if he, but Brian, what if he can't play right tackle? And the thing is, like, look, I know fant was significantly better at left tackle but last year let's not forget remember sala held off the decision on right tackle who was starting till like 10 minutes before the game and they chose george fant over morgan moses so they True. think highly enough of him at right tackle to start him over morgan moses last year obviously it was necessity that that moved him over with the mm -hmm. becton situation so uh, I don't. I don't know, man. It, there's a lot. There, there's a lot there. And and again, I think that if we push Fant over to the right side and sign Dwayne Brown to start at left, and we don't give Fant a, a contract, you could just assume this is his last year as a Jet. Now maybe that's fine, 
you know, mm-hmm. on somebody's in somebody's opinion, or maybe it's fine, but that's probably what's up. Like if we move him back to the right side and don't pay him, you know what I mean? Uh, with a nice yeah. new contract, he's going to leave. Yeah. I I'm with you there on green bean. Charles Gorman comes in and says, Ryan, I totally, uh, I would totally extend Fant. He's a good left tackle. I think we're all there yes. on that point. I'd li- I'd like to see him get his money. Uh, talking Jets with Tigo says, I want to see Doga and Mitchell before giving money to a free agent. It would be nice to carry over the cap into next year. So there's, you're kind of playing an interesting game, right? Like if Dwayne Brown's sitting out there, you could say, hey, look, you have your money that you want to make. This is what we're willing to offer you. That's it right now. If you want more, we're going to see how our guys play. And then you're going to have to compete with the guys that get cut after we see how our guys play. But I like the idea of bringing someone in now, just the, the same way we had, hey, Fant's going to be left, Becton's going to be right. Let's build chemistry. That's what you're hoping to do right now. So to have, you know, to let Edoga or Mitchell try, I, I feel like they know what they have in Edoga at this point. Like there's enough tape on him and they've seen him enough over the last year and a half that they can at least say like, okay, he's either like solid backup, you know, might be serviceable or he's not the answer. Like, well, well then why Mitchell, is he still here if they don't like him, Ryan? You know what I mean? Well, I don't think it's not, they don't like him, but I, I think they know what he is at this point in his career. And I, I don't know if they think he's a starter because they were drafting Max Mitchell and they were experimenting with reef and Dwayne Brown. Like right. for me, that that smells of we're not satisfied at that position yet. Yeah, it's interesting. He's, uh, I mean, he's one of like what three Mike McCagden holdovers. He's still here. Like, what is it? It is interesting. <laughs> it is. I don't know what to make of Idoga. I'm ho- I'm just hoping Mitchell know. like plays well. I I haven't heard anything about him in camp. Is he even like playing right now? I mean, he's got to be in some capacity. Yeah. Adoga? He's like, he's just no, does nothing Mitchell. ever. He's just... I'm curious what's going on with Mitchell. Oh, yeah. It's right. been pretty quiet for him, I feel like. I haven't heard a lot. Anthony says, Jet Fran from North Carolina. Ryan, it was good to see you at camp last week. Got to talk to Anthony. He was a good dude. Uh, nice. I think we need to sign two tackles at this point. McDermott and Idoga, we saw them late last year, not even good backups. Um, I wouldn't say not good backups because you, you can't really have starters, you know, two positions, like, like too deep on your roster. Um, but I would say they were definitely not satisfied with those two because of them bringing in all this additional uh, help and everything and competition. Yeah, Adoga uh, is also versatile. Like he he's played center, guard, left tackle, right tackle. But you know, and and I totally agree. And I've said that so many times, Ryan. Like you can't expect to have starting caliber guys as your backups unless they're second, third round picks that you're pipelining, right? And you're mm-hmm. hoping that in a year they can come in, they might be able to be starter caliber. But a guy like Adoga, like if they don't feel that in this situation. You can mm-hmm. come in and play, then I don't know why he's here. Then get somebody else. Like, I, I don't know. Chuma Idoga has now made it. He was Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, and uh, I think it was Todd Bowles, right? Yeah. 
Oh, no, no, no. It was that. I'm sorry. So he's now it made it through two. He was drafted the first year of Gase. That's right. Yeah. But um, but still, I mean, he's he's made it through Gase. He's going into his second year with this staff. Like, if he can't play at all, like, I don't know. Even with the versatility. Austin, Austin Berry becomes a frequent flyer of the uh, Jets Talk 24-7 family. Thank you, Austin. I think he re-upped because he's he's been a member for a little bit now. Uh, and Ferris Grimm becomes a member of the economy class. Boys and girls, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat. Use some of those new emojis you got in there. Give me some, uh, some funny words because I like giggling. Uh, <laughs> boys, we are at the end of the stream. That went quick. That went quick. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I'm going to have you head over to Twitter and let's see who retweeted the stream. Actually, guys, we'll give you two more minutes, two minutes to go over to Twitter, retweet the stream to get entered to win a t-shirt at the end of the stream, uh, which is right now. So you got two minutes. <laughs> if I could add every letter of the alphabet in this jet text, I might do I like it. it. It's it's fun. <laughs> I, I chuckle. I, it's it's no different than like typing something out, but like it definitely stands out more. Stiffy. Stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. That's a good one. I love milfs. I was responding to some people in my like comment section with like the sauce bottle as the eye, <laughs> like I love milfs that way. So good. Ah, see, look, Ali retweeted it. Good man. He's a real one. Get him entered to win a shirt. We should do... Oh, you know what? Next week, let's take our favorite letters that people make, like words that people make. It'll be like a Scrabble. Be like, all right, here's some letters. Work some magic. Matt Curtis is <laughs> in pretty good mm -hmm. land right now. He's oh, he's funny. Yeah, that's Matt's been a member a long time, real long time. A lot of these guys are Steve, Chris, oh, yeah. Salty Teacher, Ant. They've got the uh, the purple jet. There's only a few people with the with the diamond jet though, and I actually just found out that I think I could add two more tiers of uh, like emoji. I guess because we're so far along in the uh, the YouTube sphere of having memberships that. Uh, oh. I guess there's, I don't know what I'd do. I feel like Diamond Jet is like the best jet. Maybe it's like a, maybe I'll do a crown or something like that. We'll see. <laughs> Let's eject MILFs. <laughs> mm. Filth. Titty films. I, I want to just say, though, now that we're talking about titty MILFs and all this fun <laughs> stuff, we just had an entire stream on one subject. Amazing. I'm impressed. It's two two straight hours of Makai Becton talk. Yeah. And how we solve it. Yeah. Two hours. Wow. No, so how did, how did we do? Did we figure it out? I hope so. As far, I, <laughs> I, hope I don't know. So, I don't right? think we did. I, I feel like a lot. I mean, a lot <laughs> of people. The, so let me end the poll. On the poll, we had 780 votes. 5% internal. 28% say trade. 60% say free agent. 7% said draft um man uh-oh what's wrong mm -hmm. guido trying to attract rex ryan 
MILF's feet. What? Oof. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Rex is here. <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> oh, God. All right, Matt. You got some uh, names listed down over there? Let's see what we got. Uh, how many do you need? Let's go. Uh, how many are there? I don't I don't even know how many people retweet. How many retweets? We got 30. All right. Let's go. Uh, I don't know. You want to pick 10 from there? Sound good? Sure. All right. First one is fear is grim. Green bean, you want to write these down or you want me to do it? You can do it. Oh, I got Let's a sheet. See. I got a sheet of paper. You, oh, you got it? Oh. You got it. Yeah, I got it. All right. Hold on. Yeah, I got this shit, man. Fear is grim. How many are we doing here? We're going to do 10. All right. Plus uh, Austin Berry. Austin Berry, right? I'll put him in there. All right. Okay. We got Timmy Lamb Jones. Oh, yeah, I saw him. <laughs> I saw him out and, out and about. There you go. It's a good one. We got. Let's see who else we got in here. I'm trying to scroll around, mix them up. Grateful 76. Grateful 76. I got it. He's apparently a Dogecoin investor, so he might need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crypto's well, down right now. Well. Time to get in. Crypto's having a hard time. Time to get uh, in. That's right. <laughs> Marcus Matters. Okay. Uh, Stud City 718. There he is. Love There's it. Stud City. Stud City's good. He's always helping us out. Throwing a re right. retweet. Always, good yeah. name. Shawnee Darts. How you spelling Shawnee? W-N-N-Y? S-E-A-N-Y. Oh, wow. You got the Irish way. Shawnee Darts. Uh, All right. Mark T. <laughs> Milf smiles. <laughs> uh, we got Parker Lake. Okay. Racing Jason. Sounds fast. The fastest guy in the West. Love and me. we need one more. I'm going to do a little shuffle in here. Matt Curtis. Ooh, that's a good one. Let's throw Ali in there, too. And Ali. Ali Why not? Yeah. Get Ali in there. Okay, Ali's in the mix. All right, we doing some odds and evens? Sure. Three, two. One. That's an even. Six. All right. So we'll do this. Austin Berry, I'm sorry. You're out. Grateful 76. I'm sorry. Stud Ooh, City. If Ali wins it, he's going to give it away on his sorry. Instagram. That'll be fun. Mark, I'm sorry. Race and Jason, I'm sorry. And Ali, I'm sorry. Ooh. That's it. I'm Ali, sorry. Ali, shoot guys. me a text. Maybe we'll do a giveaway like that if you want to do it anyway. We'll see. I don't know if someone wants mm. to win a MILF shirt. <laughs> we'll see. 
Hmm. Actually, if you guys want to get a MILF shirt from my website, Becca like started pitching pitching them to her friends that are having kids. So <laughs> a bunch of my friends are just getting MILF shirts. And we joked around. I was like, oh, I could add promo code Becca for 20% off. So it's actually a thing. So if you want to get yourself a MILF shirt, if you head over to jetstalk.com and enter promo code Becca, B-E-C-C-A, you get 20% off. So there's that. <laughs> All right, let's do another odds or evens. Three, two, one. That's a four. That's a four. That means evens. Let's take out, uh, wait, Timmy Lamb Jones, Shoney oh. Darts. No. Shoney Darts. Yeah, I know. And Matt Curtis. They are gone. We got uh, three left. Ooh. Ooh, we got three left. Shuffle them up so that way we don't like. We got Fear is Grim, Marcus Ooh. Matters, Harker Lake. That's who's left. Ooh. All right. Three, two, one. That's an six, seven. That's an odd, odd number. All right. Fear is Grim is toast. Ah, was, that's who I was rooting and for. And Harker Lake. So that leaves Marcus Matters as the winner tonight. Ah, I like Marcus Matters. Woo. He's a good dude. Good man. Congratulations, Marcus. Marcus Matters. I don't know who it is in the chat, though. I don't know who it is in the chat. I don't chat. know. I'm not sure, yeah, but reach out here. to me on uh, on Twitter. I'll get your information, and uh, you get to pick a shirt. There get you yourself go. nice. And Ryan's got some fun shirts, everybody. I got some good ones. Yeah, uh, you do. If you want to piss some people off, you can get the bacon, egg, and cheese ton shirt that I have not advertised, but it is on the, <laughs> on the website. Mm. Um, that's sad. Uh, all right. Let's hit it. We got... Uh, our closing thoughts on our panel. So, Green Bean, tell us what you got going on. Yeah, we'll be continuing the Mackay Becton talk in 20 minutes. <laughs> How about this? We uh, on my stream at 10:30 tonight. We'll talk about everything but Mackay Becton. How's that sound? So, 10:30, Green Bean Jets fan on YouTube. We'll continue the love. Matt, what you got going on? We're still sad about Mackay Becton. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out, guys. Joe Douglas, have the faith. Back at it again next week. Let's do it. Boys, it's been a lot of fun flying with you. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S!